When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Monday, May 24th, and you're tuned into the Cleveland Baseball Talk podcast. I'm Joe Noga, joined by Paul Hoynes, our tribe B writer. Hoynesy, the Indians lose two out of three over the weekend to the Minnesota Twins. Uh, kind of disappointing. Uh, had a chance to win a uh, an exciting game at the end on Sunday when they, they rallied in the ninth on a squeeze bunt by Jordan Luplo. Force extra innings, but then James Karinchak uncharacteristically Gives up a three-run home run after a walk in the 10th. Uh, the Indians go on to lose 8-5 to five and uh, really missed a golden opportunity there to, to make up some ground on the White Sox who were busy getting swept by the Yankees uh, in Chicago. Yeah, they, as it was, they still picked up a game. Uh, they're, they're, what, they're a game and a half. Game and a half. They're out of uh, first place. But, uh, yeah, just a, gold, a big opportunity miss. You know, they get blown out. First game, ten nothing. They come back and win uh, Saturday's game on a on a walk off by Hernandez, and uh, you know we're in position to do the same thing Sunday, Joe. And they just boy, they left so many people on base. I mean, they just had opportunity after opportunity to win that game, and uh, it's a shame to let to lose that. And Karachek, you know, like Tito said, he's human. You know, he's going to blow one now and then. I mean, you, you can't be perfect in this game. Karen Jack, Class A, and, and Shaw have been so good through the first 44 games of the season that you can you can afford you can you can allot them each you know a, a blunder here or there. I think Class A has gone through his. Um, Karen Jack has now has his. Uh, waiting for Shaw the other uh, waiting for the the other shoe to drop on Shaw. Uh, I think the the biggest news, however, of the weekend. Uh, wasn't in wins or losses. It was in, uh, you know, per, a personnel loss. Uh, Framo Reyes uh, on, a, on a big swing in the sixth inning Saturday. Uh, strains an internal oblique muscle. Uh, he will be out five to seven weeks is the announcement. And that's, that's just a, a, a big blow to the offense. Uh, Reyes had, had been as good as any hitter in the American League at home this year, especially at progressive field. Uh, just a, a, you know, one of the only real threatening bats in the middle of that Indians order. Um, and, and he's going to be out for, for a, a good long while now. Yeah. Just, and, and just a tough, tough injury for, uh, a, you know, for a hitter, any kind of hitter, but especially for a guy that has his biggest swing and swings as hard as Reyes. I mean, you never, those things, they take a long time to heal and, and, uh, you know, the hesitancy to, to come back and swing through it, you know, that's, that's a huge injury. And it's just, just a shame because, you know, this is the, one of the worst offenses in, in the big leagues and uh, they can ill afford to lose a hitter like Reyes, who along with Jose Ramirez was, you know, driving the train here. They were, 
you know, they they were the engine that made this team go offensively and, and boy, oh boy, I, I don't know what you do to replace him, Joe. Right. And, and with the injury to Reyes and him being out of the lineup, uh, it's going to have a trickle down effect at some point on Jose Ramirez, who, you know, Reyes was sort of protecting him there in that lineup, but he's the only real protection he has with Eddie Rosario still not on track uh, and, and producing the way that you would expect a veteran like Rosario to produce. Uh, it's going to expose Jose Ramirez to you know, the situation where, you know, in the past teams just wouldn't throw him fastballs at all. He was only seeing breaking pitches and off speed. Uh, we could go back to seeing that because there's nobody behind him to protect him. Yeah. You're not kidding. Uh, Rosario, Eddie Rosario. I don't, I don't, Joe, I look at his swing and he looks like he's trying to hit ground balls. I, I don't see how he's gen- trying to generate any power there. He just looks like he's, He's out front. He's he's getting fooled. He's hitting ground balls. He's not even getting balls in the air. It's it just it's amazing to me what what this guy is going through. Well, looking at his swing, I you know I think when Eddie Rosario is going good, he ha- his unorthodox swing is is producing you know balls that jump off the bat and he can drive balls out of the park and and really he's swinging at balls off the dirt. He's swinging at balls a foot above the strike zone and and he's producing that way. That's when he's going good. When he's going bad, that's those same swings are happening and you're getting what you see, you know, ground balls back up the box and, and just weak swings, weak contact, not driving the ball. So I, I think it, it might just be the same Eddie Rosario. He's just not getting the results that he's used to seeing. Yeah. I mean, uh, you know, he has to turn it around here. I mean, there's no, uh, if fans are butts about it now. And, you know, they, of course, uh, everybody gets, uh, what they wanted. They got the uh, hotshot uh, prospect called up uh, from Columbus. Right. The other, the other side of the Fran Mill Reyes injury is the major league debut of Owen Miller. Uh, we've seen him what four or five at bats now. And uh, uh, we're still kind of waiting. Uh, I think he's put one ball in play, uh, struck out three, four times uh, in, in the game on Sunday, had an opportunity in the bottom of the ninth inning uh, after Jordan Luplo had tied the game with that, um, uh, sacrifice bunt. He had the chance there to uh, come through and win the game for Cleveland, and it would have been a, you know, one of those storybook first uh, first major league hits if uh, if that had happened. It wasn't the case for Owen Miller, uh, but this is a kid again who was hitting over 400 in 16 games with with AAA Columbus. Uh, he was che- he checked every box for a guy who who needed to be called up, especially for an offense that's been struggling the way the Indians offense has. What are we expecting to see over the next, you know, few games here with Owen Miller as he gets used to his surroundings? Yeah, that's, that's a great question, Joe. I think, you know, if you bring a guy up that's hitting 400, you know, that's been hot since the start of the triple a season, since, since really the last two weeks of spring training, he's been rolling. Uh, So, um, you know, you got to play him every day. I just, now you got to pick your spots. He DH Sunday. Will he play second or third base? I, I don't know. Maybe give uh, Ramirez or Hernandez a day off. Uh, the, T, uh, Tito said yesterday he's not going to play him in left field, right? I think he's right. only tried one game. He's only been played, tested in one game out there. So they'll keep him in the infield. He feels most comfortable at second or third. Uh, but you got to play this guy every day. You got to give him a chance to uh, help your team. Your team needs uh, offense. And this guy was supplying it at Columbus and he's on a roll. So hopefully that role continues into the big leagues. 
Yeah, don't be surprised to see Owen Miller in the lineup in each of the four games in, in Detroit this week, uh, possibly at a different spot each time. You know, maybe he DHs one day, maybe he gets Jose Ramirez off his feet and, and plays third base another day. Uh, same thing for Cesar Hernandez. And, and who knows if there's a lefty on the mound, maybe he plays first base in one day. But, uh, but Tito did say, you know, he's only got one professional start in left field. And that was, that was the day before he got called up to the majors. So, uh, <laughs> uh, you know, it, that would be kind of a quick turn, I think. Uh, what is Tito, the, the phrase Tito use, uh, likes to use is, it wouldn't be fair to him, uh, I think, uh, if, if you try to throw him out there in, in left field, even if Eddie Rosario is, is stinking up the joint as, uh, as of late he has been. Uh, so, yeah, Owen Miller, an intriguing prospect, an intriguing possibility. Uh, if he's able to reproduce what he's been doing uh, in, in the minor leagues, you know, the Indians have what looks to be a, a solid bat. This is a guy who, Terry Francona says, this is a kid who can hit. He can hit major league pitching. He's, he's a hitter. So, uh, you know, that's, that's great. I, I found it funny, Hoinsey, uh, his parents drove up from Wisconsin. His parents drove to Cleveland for his major league debut on Sunday uh, it was also his little brother Noah's graduation day uh, in back in Wisconsin. Uh, Noah's a top prospect in Wisconsin. Uh, he's committed to play at uh, University of Alabama, but uh, they skipped Noah's graduation, high school graduation, because because how many times does your your older brother make his major league debut? Yeah, that's that that was quite a story. That they showed him in the stands. The whole family there, they were having a heck of a time. I just wish uh, Owen could have got a couple of hits, you know, to make that, uh, you know, make the debut, uh, you know, a little little more special. But he's going to get some chances, Joe. I think if he if he gets hot, you know, Reyes is out for five to seven weeks. You know, he could really, you know, really kind of establish himself in the big leagues or just get a foothold, you know, uh, if he if he can swing the bat consistently. So it's going to be uh, fun to watch, interesting to watch. And the Indians really need somebody to, you know, to come through and, you know, it's unfair to say he's going to replace Reyes, but mm -hmm. they need somebody to, you know, carry the water here, somebody to chip in and help out. Yeah. I don't think, uh, I don't think anybody expects him to have power numbers or driving runs like, like Reyes, but, you know, definitely get on base and, and, and have the ability to, you know, just sort of pass the, pass it on to the next guy in the lineup and, and have opportunities would be more than, uh, you know, I think the Indians have had so far this year. There's never been a better time to register for Indian subtext and get all your Cleveland Indians news with updates from Cleveland.com reporters Paul Hoynes and Joe Noga. Get on board now by going to joinsubtext.com slash Cleveland Indians. Our subscriber-based service gives you the latest news, analysis, and more from the Indians. For $3.99 a month, you get everything we're hearing from the team and the first word before things are announced. We text you big breaking news directly to your phone, even before it's up on cleveland.com. And you can text us directly with your questions and opinions on everything from the team's name to that day's lineup. And it's the only way to get your questions and comments on the Cleveland Baseball Talk podcast. Why sign up? Hear from one of our subscribers. 
I'm uh, Jeff Heinerson. I grew up there in Milan, Ohio, but I now live out in Idaho. I've been here for 40 years, and uh, my son was born and raised here, and I got him as a birthday present uh, your subtext, and I wanted to thank Paul for sending him a birthday greeting and to tell you that he is really enjoying the subtext. He Even he's not from Ohio, but because he grew up with me, he's hardcore Indian fan, <laughs> so thanks again. Jeff and all of our Indian subtext subscribers agree. There's a lot going on with the Indians, and the best way to keep up is with Indian subtext. Go to joinsubtext.com slash Cleveland Indians, or better yet, text Hoinsey at 216-208-4346. Again, that's 216-208-4346. We look forward to hearing from you on Indian subtext. So, so yeah, the, the offense will look a little different. Like we said, the, uh, the pitching staff and the rotation uh, could also be experiencing some changes. Uh, Tristan McKenzie was optioned down in a kind of a surprise move. Uh, option down to Columbus. Uh, I think I think the Indians might have wanted to send Sam Henches down back down first, but uh, McKenzie sort of made it necessary after his outing on Friday. Yeah, I mean McKenzie's still walking the ballpark. Really, you know, he had kind of, you know, he. What is you know, all managers say we don't make the decisions; the players make the decisions. And you know, in Tristan and being unable to throw the ball in the strike zone or keep the ball in the strike zone really kind of, you know, wrote his ticket to Columbus. And, you know, the, the shocking thing is Joe, that he's never pitched at Columbus. He's never pitched at trip. Right. So, you know, maybe this is a good, good thing. You know, it's a step in his development that was skipped because of the, you know, the crazy season last year with the pandemic and his injuries, you know, previously in the minors before that. Uh, so maybe he'll get a chance to take a deep breath and, uh, you know, gather, you know, just gather himself and, and find that strike zone because you can't lead the American, you know, you can't lead the big leagues in walks and, and be a successful pitcher. Right. Uh, some of this leads to another question. After looking at McKenzie's stuff and his ability to strike guys out, and you know, he has experience pitching out of the bullpen as well. Do, do you look at maybe using him in a, in a relief role if he does come back up to, to the big league club? Now, They've already got nine guys in the bullpen as it is. Uh, and, and we'll get to John, uh, JC Mejia here in a second. But, uh, you know, as far as McKenzie goes, uh, I got to believe if if you're not able to command and over a long stretch like that, maybe, you, maybe you're a guy who comes in and, and can strike out two, three guys and then just check out of the ballgame. Is that – would he be more – would his velocity also have, uh, you know – We've seen it, it dip recently in his starts, uh, you know, fluctuate at least. Would that be better for his velocity as well coming out of the bullpen? Yeah, that's a great question, Joe. I, I was thinking the same thing. Um, is he a two-inning guy? You know, is he the guy that, uh, you know, bridges the gap between the starters and, and the, the back-end guys? Because we saw him do that against the Yankees uh, in, in the wildcard playoffs. He pitched pretty well there. He gave up the home run one home run but he, he looked uh he looked his stuff really played well there played up his his velocity you know he was able to you know maintain that velocity so you know that's a great question and something uh you know the indians it, it seemed that would be the easy fix you know joe that would be the easy thing to put him in the bullpen i think uh the state of their rotation though they're going to need you know right now right they need 
starters. And uh, so I think they give this guy every chance in the world to, to develop and, and be a starter. But, you know, a bullpen, a bullpen possibility is always there because like you said, he can strike people out. I mean, the name that, the name that pops into, uh, you, you know, your mind is Zach McAllister. I mean, he had, he had been a starter. He had been a reliever. He hadn't really had a lot of success at, at either of them, but really just fi- finally settled into that relief role. And, you know, for a season or two, there was effective for what the Indians yeah. in, in that particular role that you just mentioned. So, uh, you know, I, I don't know if the, it's for, for a kid who had shown so much promise in the, in the minors uh, and after he was drafted, just uh, to, to say, okay, well, you're now a sort of a, a bridge guy, a middle relief guy. Uh, I don't know if they, if they're willing yeah. to, to swallow that. And maybe that's a move they make after this season, after they give him a little more starting opportunities, just because of the need in the starting rotation this year. Yeah, I think that's exactly right. I think, uh, you know, they, they will, I think they've got to start him. I mean, starting is the best way for him to develop his pitches anyways, even if they do move him to the bullpen. So, you know, as a starter, he can work on all his pitches. Then if you make that decision, he's in the pen, he's in the pen. But I think like, you know, what are the, you know, I mean, after, Beaver, uh, Beaver, uh, yeah. Who do you got? You know, you got Henkes who's a question mark. You got McKenzie's who's a question mark. We don't know much about Mejia. You know, we we knew, you know, he pitched well in that, that relief role. Um, and, uh, you know, Scott Moss and, and, uh, Eli Morgan are down there and Logan Allen is still under, you know, still getting worked on in Columbus. So, you know, they need, they need starters all of a sudden, you know, the strength of this ball club is kind of, you know, in, in a fragile uh, position. Right. Uh, the Indians just promoted Tanner Tully from Akron. He will make a start in uh, Columbus. I believe McKenzie is slated to start Wednesday for the Clippers. Uh, also, uh, Wednesday, the Indians rotation right now is a to be announced as of right now. Uh, likelihood of either an opener for J.C. Mejia or J.C. Mejia himself uh, starting. Uh, he had a, a brilliant major league debut in relief of McKenzie, uh, two and a third innings uh, out of the, the Indians bullpen in a game that was pretty much out of hand by the time he got there because, you know, McKenzie gave up six runs or, or whatever in the, in the, the third or fourth, fourth inning, I believe, fourth. Uh, but Mejia was really impressive. Five strikeouts, uh, I believe. Did he walk any? I don't know. I don't know if he walked anybody. Yeah, five, two and a third innings, right? Two and a third. Two and a third, scores. five strikeouts. Uh, he's his stuff really looked good. He his stuff really played, and and you could tell that Tito was impressed. Yeah, and uh, another guy that you know he he threw strikes. You know he you know obviously he was pitching in, in a kind of a you know no lose situation. They were down ten nothing or nine nothing, whatever. So you know there's no pressure there. So we got to see how he handles that and. And uh, you know what, how he handles situational pitching, but uh, you know, still a, a, a promising debut. He kept the ball down. It looked like it had good movement. I, I don't know how hard he was throwing. I don't think he was, you know, he was pushing a hundred or anything. But, Not a hundred, but he was uh, mid nineties. Yeah, he so, was throwing the ball. Yeah, so that was impressive. He's he's a big guy, six five, two forty. Uh, so uh, you know. He, Roll him out there and let's see what happens. And he's, I, I would think one way or the other, he's going to pitch Wednesday. He threw out of like, uh, out of like 45 pitches, he threw like 23 cutters. So the cutter sinker, the two seam fastball, 
is is really his bread and butter. He relies on that movement, and it plays off of his four seamer uh, real well. He, he he threw enough curveballs to keep guys honest. I think uh, so. So really, that's that that's how he profiles. Should be a lot of fun to watch if he does get a start on Wednesday. Um, so the Indian schedule upcoming, they've got. It's looking like, uh, you know, after after Detroit, these four games, they've got a weekend series at home against Toronto, uh, and then they finish up four games against the the White Sox before sort of branching out for, for really the first time. They go on the road to Baltimore and St. Louis, uh, seeing some teams other than these these central teams, and uh, you know, with, with the exception of a trip out west, uh, really it's just an opportunity to get uh, get a look at some different teams and different pitchers and. And you know different opposition. Yeah, and uh, that that that, game, that uh, four game series against the White Sox, obviously pretty big series. You know, includes a doubleheader on uh, May thirty first. You know, from a earlier rainout or a snowout, I guess. So you know, could be time for the Indians to make a little bit of a move there, and you know, put some heat on on the White Sox. But uh, Joe, I, you know. Without Reyes, this, this is really going to be a test. You know, they've been so fortunate with the injuries. I mean, they lose uh, Roberto Perez, you know, for a, a, a length of time there with the broken finger. Uh, but they've got Henkes, you know, basically it's, a, a, you know, carbon copy kind of of the catcher. And But they don't have a carbon copy of uh, Reyes. And, uh, no. And uh, that's, that is really going to be, a, you know, a, a whole – that that's that's tough to fill, and I don't know how they they uh, come out of this. Right, it's the you mentioned that injury bug that's been sort of biting every team in Major League Baseball, and it, it, as a result, maybe of this pandemic, uh, you know, coming out of the pandemic season, and you know, different workloads and you know, different you know, ramping up times and, and all that because of the the alternate sites and not having guys that have played you know full minor league seasons beforehand. You're seeing a lot more of these young guys get injured. And, and going on the injured list uh, here early in the season and some veterans as well. So uh, yeah, it's been interesting to follow injury news. Uh, also, Hey, uh, we got our first report of uh, you know, how the, how MLB's new uh, rules implemented in throughout the minors have affected uh, stolen base totals. Apparently stolen base totals are up, uh, you know, I believe like 13% across the board uh, in, in the lower minor leagues where they've, made the increase the size of the bases to 18 inches and they've uh, altered the, the rules on the number of times pitchers can throw over and the way left-handers can have to throw over. They have to step off before they throw over. Uh, stolen base totals are up in the minor leagues. Uh, is this a good thing for baseball or uh, so what? Yeah. You know, I think it is a good thing to, for baseball. It puts more action in the game, you know, for so long, uh, last five, six, 10 years, analytics has uh, devalued the stolen base, uh, you know, and really kind of taken it out of, uh, you don't see guys stealing 70, 80 bases a year, like when Kenny Lofton played, you know, and people, you know, it's, you know, it has to be a high percentage move. Now, what, if you, if you steal less than 80%, if you're successful less than 80% of the time, uh, you know, it's not worth the, you know, the teams feel it's not worth stealing. So maybe this uh, brings a little more action, a little more energy back into the game if it, if it works its way up to the big leagues. All right, we'll keep an eye on that. We'll keep an eye on the Indians as they open this four-game uh, four series in Detroit tonight. 
Uh, Hoynes, good to talk to you, and we'll, uh, we'll check in again tomorrow. All right, Joe.